It's time once again for another episode of the Franchise Business Radio Show, broadcasting live from the Pro Business Channel studios in Atlanta. And now here's your host, Pam Curie. All right. Um, welcome to another episode of Franchise Business Radio. And uh, Pam, how are you today? I am wonderful. Thank you, Rich. It's good to be back in the studio. I know, right? <laughs> Seems like it was just a few weeks ago, yeah. <laughs> I agreed. And you have another great lineup. Uh, before we get to our guests in the studio, just um, uh, let folks know a little bit about yourself as the, you're the host of, the, obviously, the Franchise Business Radio Show, the founder of Franchise Intellect, over 20 years in franchising, traditional corporate America, uh, which is a great kind of interesting mix, right? Because a lot oh, of yes. folks, it's, it's nice to have that reference point. Because mm-hmm. I, th- I imagine uh, you deal with a lot of folks that are kind of in trans- uh, job training transition or have been in the corporate. Absolutely. Right? I, I think it's, um, actually, I think it's very commonplace for those that are in traditional corporate America then to transition into franchising. And um, I kind of laugh a little bit and say very often I got my hands-on MBA right. when, um, when I was in corporate America, but also in the franchise industry as well, um, both. Yeah, because those folks that have been in that uh, that job, they're looking for something different. But uh, maybe at that age or just those years of experience, it's uh, probably a lot to try to take on something from scratch, you know. And they want to kind of uh, plug into a proven model, which is the uh, obviously one. Absolutely, of the big- yeah. Because franchising is very different than what I call pure entrepreneurship. Yeah. Uh, as a pure entrepreneur, you are the founder of the concept. You are establishing that proven business model. You're going through the trials and tribulations of starting a business. Whereas in franchising, which is more of a franchpreneur, uh, you actually, <laughs> good, yes. Did you just make that, that term up? I, I wish I could take That's credit, but I, but I cannot. Uh, <laughs> but actually with um, becoming a franchpreneur then yeah. or a franchisee, you're actually provided all of those things that's what you're licensing so really it's a nice smoother transition uh, into business ownership and then finally like we mentioned uh, you're helping individuals uh, considering franchise ownership and uh, consult on training programs as well Mm -hmm. and uh, and on a national level um, that's correct on a national level um, I am locally based here in Atlanta however I work with people all over the country uh, as far as being a business matchmaker, as well as training. Training is a big passion of mine and, and a big reason behind starting the Franchise Business Radio Show. I really wanted the opportunity to bring franchise professionals together, as well as resources to, to connect, to educate, to collaborate, to really serve the franchise community, and also be able to educate individuals who are considering franchise business ownership. It's a big, it's a big leap, and that's what I'm excited to talk about today. We've got a lot of great guests. Absolutely, and speaking of that, uh, you definitely have some uh, subject matter experts in the studio, so let's uh, kind of jump in and introduce uh, who's in the studio, and then we'll begin with our first guest. I like it. Um, I'd like to go ahead and start off with our first guest, and I have a feeling this brand name is going to be familiar to you. Dawn, please introduce yourself. Thank you for having me today. My name is Dawn Brown. I am the regional manager with Remax Regional Services. We're here out of Atlanta, and uh, I hope you recognize our name. We're one of the leading commercial and residential uh, real estate franchises internationally. Well, it's great. Very excited to have you on board. Thank and you. and Don, you're going to be really. We're going to be talking more from a franchisor perspective with your role at Remax. Exactly. Yes. Wonderful. Uh, also in the studio today, we have a lovely lady, and I'll let her introduce herself, Susie. 
Thank you. Good morning. My name is Susie Kelly. I am with Burton Franchise, and I am a partner with our I Love Juice Bar franchise. I love Juice Bar. <laughs> I, any samples? Um, not this morning. Not this oh, morning. Man. But I will be back on Tuesday, so I've already, I will have samples for oh, you okay, all. Nice. Oh, okay, awesome. well, there's yes. the teaser. I'll come back on yeah. Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. Great. Well, welcome. Really looking forward Thank to you. it. Thank you. All right. And um, our next guest, and who will be kicking off the interviewing um, of the show today, Renee, please introduce yourself. Yes, good morning, Pamela. Thank you. My name is Renee Kristen, and my husband and I are the owners of Rooster's Men's Grooming Center. We're an upscale men's barbershop located on Roswell Road uh, near Chestane Park. Wonderful. Welcome. And uh, before we kind of dive into some questions, because I'm really excited to uh, speak with you, especially for our listeners, because I know that you had a career prior to becoming a franchisee, and I want to talk about that transition. Uh, But would you kind of give us a background or a bio on Renee? Yeah, absolutely. My pleasure. So Renee is a graduate of Mercer University School of Law, has worked for both the Fulton County Board of Commissioners and in private practice for almost 15 years. Bitten by the entrepreneurial bug, <laughs> uh, did you? How did how, you survive that? Right. <laughs> you got your your virus shot. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so um, Renee and her husband, as she mentioned, decided to open Roosters Men's Grooming Center, celebrating uh, the business two year anniversary on December second coming up. So congratulations in advance on that. On their barbershop, it currently ranked number six in the U.S. out of seventy four rooster franchises. Wow. Uh, well done, and, and kudos, and welcome to Franchise Business Radio. Thank you. Absolutely. And, you know, and of course, your name kind of says it all, right? A Rooster Men's Grooming Center. Elaborate a little bit more. What services do you offer? Okay, so at Roosters, we really cater to um, an upscale man who is professional, does not want to go to his wife's or girlfriend's salon, but does not want to necessarily go to a low-cost haircut um, business. What they're looking for is a place to call their own, uh, they don't want to go to a place where there's color services and, and girly magazines. So what we have is we have a nice, very welcoming environment, rich, dark wood tones. We've got big, comfortable chairs in both the reception area as well as where we actually perform our services. And it's a place where guys can go to be guys. We offer free beverages, uh, complimentary uh, little uh, samples of different products. And they can come in and have all of their needs taken care of, everything from haircuts to hot lather shaves. We also do a straight razor shave, which Mm. requires a special licensure. We do beard trims. We also do waxing. So it's a really great way to have men come in and have their own personal grooming environment. Oh, I, I, I... I actually can very much appreciate that. I feel like there's so much of that available to women and for men to be able to have that same experience that manages to them and their needs. Exactly. And one of the things that's been very, very popular is our groomsmen packages. You know, on the day of a wedding, usually the ladies have all these things to do. They want to get their nails done. They want to get their hair done. And guys are sitting at the hotel sort of, what do we do? (laughs) Well, now they come in and we offer a wonderful spread. We have uh, complimentary bagels. Most of the weddings are usually in the afternoon, so we have a lot of morning events. We have the orange juice. Uh, We really just do a nice spread for the grooms. It's all complimentary. It kicks off their day in a way that makes it special for them. We've even had photographers come in from the wedding and take pictures, and it's just been real special. We also do corporate parties, too. We found that to be very successful. Oh, wow. That sounds wonderful. out of curiosity, you, you know, in your bio, it read that you received the entrepreneur bug, which uh, obviously you survived that bite. But <laughs> help us understand, what was the driving force behind starting the business? 
the driving force really was my husband. He's got an MBA, and he was very much interested in, in, in really creating a business that he could control himself. Um, and so we talked and talked about it. And I myself was feeling, you know, although I, I really enjoyed the practice of law, and I really enjoy being in a law firm environment. There's always times where you feel like you could, you want to, you want to have more say. You want to run things differently. And I was feeling that I could do a very good job in a business environment. Um, being a lawyer is is one thing. Really wanting to flex my business muscles and learn that angle. And so together we decided let's do a franchise. We. Uh, met with a franchise consultant and laid out what our objectives were and they were they were going to match us with a franchise that would meet those goals it didn't work out that way necessarily but but it was a good plan Mm -hmm. and then we wanted something that amazon could not deliver that was very important to us something that amazon could not end up delivering to your mailbox and of course the service industry is ripe for that and we looked and looked and we felt that um, a men's grooming environment would be something that would stand the test of time and it, there was a need because you, you usually have those very high-end sort of female-centric salons and then sort of the, the lower scale side of the business and we felt that this was a good mix especially in a city like Atlanta where there's money where there's men who are metrosexual that want to take good care of themselves we really felt that this would fulfill a need absolutely makes sense. Um, and obviously your business partner is your husband Correct. And uh, that kind of leads into another question I have. Uh, Does being married interfere or enhance your business operations? In terms of the business operation, it is an enhancement because although I have my law degree and I can certainly use that um, when it comes to employment law, negotiating contracts with vendors, um, I'm also aggressive when I need to be to protect my business. So the legal side, I think, I bring to the table. Um, My husband brings the MBA side. His major was finance, accounting, things that I never wanted to touch. And so he handles a majority of the financial side while I handle sort of the day-to-day operations, anything that deals with um, anything that would touch a contract or anything legally binding. And then um, I also deal a lot with employment law, i.e. the HR angle of the business. So I think our skill set complements each other very well. I also have a slight background in marketing. I did a lot of marketing and business development when I was in my law practice. And so I bring a lot of the marketing skills to the table. And um, you've been open for two years? Correct. As of December 2nd, we'll be celebrating our two-year anniversary. And how many locations? We have one location, although we did buy a multi-license uh, um, option. We mm-hmm. have one, one location. Okay. And um, any plans to open up a second right now? No. Not yet? Or? No. No, I think that goes back to your, your prior question about our marriage. <laughs> I, think, I think we're Touché. good with one. <laughs> Yeah, I think we're good with one. I mean, certainly being married has helped on the business side, but there's a lot of times it is difficult to disassociate yourself and leave all that, you know, at the shop and have a, a nice dinner together where we're not talking about roosters. That's That's been a challenge. That makes sense. So how, how is your business? How are things going? The business is going very well. We've been so well received by the Buckhead and Sandy Springs community. I, I cannot express how welcoming that community has been. We are number six in the country in terms of service sales and product sales out of about 74 roosters. I so, was just going to ask that. Amazing. Uh, we broke all the benchmarks for mm-hmm. our first um, year open. And it's just been, that, that part of it has been such a joy. The other award that we recently won was for um, community giving. We are so involved in our community. And I think that really helps from a marketing perspective um, that we receive this award from the franchisor. Mm, like, so... 
out of care for our listeners, what was the biggest surprise? Like, oh, we weren't planning on that. The biggest surprise to me has been labor. It's a lot more difficult to get good people than mm. I ever thought possible. Um, I've always had good experiences in, in female hair salons, so I just assumed that there were lots and lots of stylists available. Uh, what I have found, however, is that the cosmetology schools here in Georgia don't necessarily teach men's hair, which is ironic considering men are 50% of the population. So we've had <laughs> to really create a robust training program, which I wasn't expecting, not only in terms of time, but in terms of training is expensive. Mm. Um, so that's been a, a huge surprise and disappointment, frankly. Um, when you find a quality stylist, you really want to hang on to them tooth and nail because it is difficult to replace. Plus, guests get very attached to a certain stylist. And so treating that stylist very well becomes a priority because you can't just replace them. You know, it's, it's very, very difficult. So labor has been very difficult. And to be frank, I think the other big surprise has been my franchisor. I thought that there would be a lot more involvement, handholding. Um, I thought that there would be a lot more uh, guidance. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been several times where I've pointed things out that need to be changed. And uh, I think they spent a lot more time focused on getting new franchisees to buy into the system instead of keeping existing franchisees happy, Mm. which would really benefit them since we bought a multi-unit license. So that's been a big surprise too. Not, not the partnership I thought, I, I thought that we were buying into. Understand. And, and you're actually bringing up a really good point. You know, uh, there are a variety of different franchisors out there and, uh, you know, what is that training and support program like? And it's definitely really important to understand that um, before becoming a franchisee with any system uh, because that's what you are looking to receive is, is that training and ongoing support. Out of curiosity, um, with the training you're doing with the stylist, I, I'm kind of inside myself going, wow, there's a void there. We might have another business opportunity, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Are you doing that training locally then? Uh, we do it in-house. Okay. Um, one of our um, senior team uh, leaders, her name is Pega. She's, our, our, uh, she's one of our senior stylists, but she's also our head of training and education. So she takes the lead on that, which means time away from her guests mm. and then time to train. So she's wonderful at it and really enjoys doing it. But again, it's sort of an aspect of the business we really weren't anticipating. We thought there'd be a lot more um, stylists on the market that already knew how to cut men's hair. Okay, someone start a business. Uh. We've toyed with that idea of another another type of academy. So for our listeners out there, for those that are actually considering a franchise, what advice would you offer to him or her? Due diligence, due diligence, due diligence. Um, I would also talk to those in the system that aren't doing very well. You know, we talked to a lot of people that were killing it. And Mm -hmm. so it it made it seem easy. Uh, And of course, the amount of time and effort that you put into a franchise is a lot more than we expected. And I'm going to, I'm going to sort of qualify that by saying to do it right. You know, Mm -hmm. if you really want to make money at this and you really want your store to be number six, then you have to put the time in. It's not easy. I think a lot of people think a franchise system would be easy. It's already set up for you. No, I'm there all the time till one, two, three in the morning, way more than I ever worked in a private firm. I'm sorry, Renee, thank you for that reality check because I kind of want to debunk a myth out there uh, when it comes to franchising. You you don't just sign the franchise agreement, hang a sign, the old, oh, build it and they will come. Mm -hmm. It it doesn't work like that. Uh, You really have to do what I call the ABCD above and beyond call of duty. A lot of work, a lot of effort. Um, 
huge advantages, which we could get into around franchising, but it does not minimize the work that you need to put in, especially in that first year and a half. Exactly. Until things really stabilize. That's exactly right. Like we, every single year we've been in business, it's been changing and been different and easier. Mm-hmm. That first year was crazy busy. Second year was better. I'm anticipating the third year, we're starting to put more of that on our manager. We're starting to have that trust level. We've found a good manager. And so now we're pulling back slowly and slowly, but there's really no substitute for ownership. Absolutely. So I want to talk about ownership. Uh, Most of the franchisors out there, they really like the idea of having an active owner operator uh, within the franchise uh, unit. Um, some franchisors, and it sounds like Roosters has this, does permit semi-absentee ownership. Is, is that the case with Roosters? Actually, that's the way it was touted at Roosters, was mm-hmm. that it was owner absentee. And that's just not the case. Uh, again, you could do that, but you're going to be number 74 in the country. I just So, well, what are your plans then? Now that you're starting to stabilize, um, been in business for almost two years, like kind of you're hitting that stabilization point. Are you going to stay as an active owner-operator? Are you going to go back uh, to the workforce? I am going to go back into the workforce, um, primarily for my own personal needs. I just miss it, those mm. aspects of practicing law that I do miss. Um, and, and that was sort of always the plan, was for this to be something that enhanced our, uh, our income, something that enhanced our life. So the idea is now that it's starting to stabilize, I would like to re-enter the workforce, but now at least, you know, the rose-colored glasses are off, and I know that whatever job I take, I'm going to have to, at probably 7 o'clock at night, leave that job, swing by the shop, probably work another hour or two, and then there's going to be some weekends. So at Mm -hmm. least I know what I'm getting into. uh, I think that's important. And I don't know if this is an appropriate analogy or not, but often I'll use the analogy of of marriage. If you really understood some of the challenges of getting married, you may not take that leap. Uh, So sometimes um, just love, the naivety of love is what allows you to move forward. And that kind of holds true in the business world as well, Mm -hmm. right? I think a little bit of naivety is good because it then gives you the courage uh, to really take that leap and move forward. And then, then it's a matter of keeping that optimism in place and the work ethic in place and mm-hmm. getting the right people. Mm. Agreed. Agreed. So um, thank you so much. I think you've just really given some you know, authentic, candid advice for anyone that is considering franchise ownership. Uh, if any of our listeners wanted to get in touch with you, how would they go about doing that? Well, I'll be happy to give my email address. It's roostersbuckhead at yahoo.com. Uh, you can also call me on my cell phone. I'm very open, 404-406-2459. I think communication among uh, potential franchisees is great. I'm happy to talk to anybody anytime about uh, buying into a franchise system and what it actually entails. Very excited about my business. I'd love to talk about it. That's great. Thank you so much. And real quick, uh, website? Our website is roostersmgc.com. We also have, I am actually more excited about our Facebook page because that's a way to directly communicate. Wonderful. And so that's Roosters Buckhead Sandy Springs there on Facebook. We always post a lot of what's going on at the shop, pictures, before and afters, um, all sorts of exciting things. We were recently at the PGA event doing uh, shaves there for the players and their families and other VIPs. And we took tons of pictures over at Eastlake. So Facebook page is great. Wow. You're doing all the right things from a marketing perspective. Thank you. Well, I wish you continued success. Thank you. Sincerely. Let's go ahead. We're going to, we're going to move to another franchisee and, uh, 
By the way, I just have to say this. This is so much fun because we've got a lot of women in the studio today. <laughs> and uh, I, con- I concur on that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and last night I was at the <clears throat> Women's Franchise Network oh, okay. uh, group meeting, and I, I just feel like I'm, I've extended last night into this morning, and I'm absolutely loving it, um, all these intelligent professional women. Uh, but let's go ahead and we'll go to our next guest, Susie. Tell us a little bit about Susie. Uh, well, just beforehand, uh, Rich Casanova here, just want to remind our listeners, you're listening to Franchise Business Radio with your host, Pam Curie, and um, uh, Craig, our assistant producer here, two of us, we have no problem being outnumbered in the studio, yeah, so <laughs> 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 it's my favorite show so far today, yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> All right, so, um, and I do have some follow-up questions uh, in, in, a, in a moment for um, Renee, maybe if we have time later in the show. Absolutely. Really enjoyed her conversation, and, um, and uh, just one point is, so it's not just me that's working to the wee hours of the morning, right? That's just reality, right? No, c- come on by any time yeah. around 1 o'clock. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Discounts on the grooming service. Yeah, yeah. 1 a.m., I'm, I'm there. All right. Um, Thank God I'm a night person. Yeah. <laughs> Thank, out well. Thank the Lord. All right. So our next guest, as you mentioned, is uh, Susie Kelly. She's a partner of uh, two juice bar locations, one in Druid Hills and one soon to open this September in Virginia Highlands, or actually just okay. recently opened now, obviously. Um, and you're a native Atlantan with a passion for wellness and holistic living before becoming involved with the, and I gotta love this name, I Love Juice Bar. You can't say that without like an <laughs> affirmation, right? Yeah, you smile, right? <laughs> it's like, it's like, uh, uh, so, so. So she began organizing and styling um, the company and then went on to act as director of operations for, and marketing for the first corporate and eight subsequent pure bar. Bar. Okay. Yeah. It has the E in there. But it's silent, yeah. <laughs> Two different bars. Yeah. All right. Uh, studios in Atlanta. Uh, she has a wealth of knowledge in managing franchises of different styles, as well as working with partners currently associated with Burton Franchise Partners as a co-owner of both Juice Bars. Kelly acts as the brand ambassador and oversees all marketing initiatives. Welcome to Franchise Business Radio. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Welcome, Susie. Wow. Uh, I hear a lot of health, fitness, wellness. Uh, Tell us a little bit about that. It's obviously a passion of yours. How did you get started in the wellness industry? For sure. Well, it um, started years ago. I just had a really good friend. Um, I took a break. Kind of, uh, I've always done small business. I've run a few different small businesses uh, in the event planning and interior design nature. So I kind of, you know, got to that point, was a little burnt out, looking for something different. Um, I looked to a good friend and... You know, just you need income coming in. So um, I was helping her out with her kids for a while, and she just turned me on to this holistic, kind of organic, natural lifestyle, a way Mm. of changing your eating habits, you know, exercising, just making your life life changes that I think everyone can use, you know, healthier and happier. Um, from there, I went on to Pure Bar. Mm-hmm. Um, I began taking classes. I started out as a client, as most people do, and, uh, you know, just drank the Kool-Aid and <laughs> <laughs> fell in love with the workout and wanted um, – I decided, you know, this is my path. After taking that step back, I've realized that fitness and health and wellness, that's where my passion lies. And what better way to try and make a career out of something you're passionate about. So I reached out to corporate um, just to be a teacher. Ended up coming on board as um, they were trying to do at that time. The owner of Pure Bar had... um, uh, 
sold the company. She was franchising and she sold it to a private equity firm and they decided to start corporate studios. So I came on and opened their first ever corporate studio in Druid Hills in the Toko Hill Shopping Center, actually next to our juice bar, our first juice bar. <laughs> um, and from there, met up with Burton Franchise and they purchased the studio from corporate and they had plans to open nine others. And so I came on board as their director of operations and marketing for Pure Bar. Um, and we opened a total of nine studios in, I think, eight months mm. or eight studios in eight months. That Something. sounds like some long days as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am no stranger to seven days a week, you know, working, I think, about 6 a.m. to about 1 a.m. Yeah. a lot of those days. Um, but, you know, it's a labor of love. So mm-hmm. those, those hours aren't as horrible in general. Um, and then from there, we decided to... Um, you know, they have a franchise. Um, my partners have a franchise. They're building a franchise development firm. So we were looking at doing other things. We wanted to stay in the health and wellness realm as that's what we know, what our passion is. Um, it seemed like a good fit. And that's kind of how Juice Bar came along. Okay. So now help me understand is, is- does Burton own Juice Bar and Bar Studio? They do. Yes. Okay. We currently now own six bar studios, um, as well as the two juice bars. Okay. That, so what was it like to move from one franchise concept to another? Um, you know, it was it definitely had its challenges. Um, it was pretty, you know, staying in that, which is kind of why we decided to stay in the health and wellness. Um, industry because you can kind of carry over a lot Mm -hmm. um, in terms of marketing, in terms of just best practices, in terms of the the audience that you're targeting. Um, You know, we also happen to have our juice bars next to a pure bar studio. I was going to ask that. Yeah, you know, it's built-in cross-marketing right there. So it kind of gives you a leg up. Um, There's definitely challenges with anything. Every business is different, you know. Um, Franchise just doing franchise, you have that common denominator. Um, but, you know, Pure Bar has 350 bar studios across the country. Juice Bar, I think, is about at 14. Wow. So you're going from, you know, one franchise that is established and well-known to one that isn't. They're still kind of figuring out, working from the ground up. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of, you know... The similarities between the two is, and this is particularly what I loved about us deciding to do Juice Bar, is their business is based on building a community. So it's not just about the business. It's about, you know, building a community within your business. Mm. And it's about helping people make changes towards their lives and educating and supporting. Um, And that's that's the similarity between the two. And so that's kind of been an easy transition for us. Yeah, well, you have one pretty mature franchise system there. And like you said, Juice Bar is an emerging young franchise system. Uh, Are you finding a lot of the Pure Bar franchisees are also opening up a juice bar? Or do you just have a whole new, different, independent owners coming in for juice bar? It's just a whole different independent owners. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And you you brought up something that I thought was really great, the cross-marketing there. Yeah. And uh, one of the advantages of kind of having a sister franchise. For sure. It's just, it's it's a natural, you know, and, and that was part of it too with us deciding to do Juice Bar. A lot of the connections and the networks, networking that I've done for Pure Bar has easily carried over 
for Juice Bar. You know, you've got a built-in network. So when you reach out to the community, it's not like having to start from scratch and tap into um, a community that I don't really know anything or anyone. <laughs> so that's been very helpful. So what what is your, explain your relationship with Burton Franchise Partners. What is your relationship? Um, so... I, I mean, we're a family. Let's be real. We're very close. Um, sometimes too close. Uh, there, you know, it's like with it's kind of like a marriage in that aspect. There are four of us. There are um, Matt and Phil, and then Tracy and myself. Um, Matt and Phil kind of are the financial side. They um, crunch the numbers, help us out with the construction, and Tracy and I are more of that hands-on, just getting down and dirty with the business, you know, um, operating or kind of doing the owner-operated side of it. Um, and like that, it's it's very much, you know, we all have our own personal lives, but we fight sometimes like we're married. Um, <laughs> it's good. It's probably a good thing that at the end of the day, we go home to our separate partners. I don't think it would work for us if we were. But um, it's, I don't, I don't know, is that kind of answer your question? Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, and you know, I, I, it's kind of interesting because I'm seeing some parallels, you know, obviously your business partners are uh, not a, not a significant other, uh, but it sounds like you're all very complimentary. You For know? sure. Everyone's bringing a different skill set to the table and, and you're working together. We definitely do. We all come from very different backgrounds. Uh, Phil was a lawyer. Matt was in finance. Tracy worked um, for Born Shoes. Um, and then I've done the small businesses um, with event planning and um, interior design. So we all kind of have different things that we definitely do bring to the table. And it's an integral part of our business. You know, we, we definitely complement each other. So are there any challenges that you faced when you really moved from an exercise franchise to food and beverage? Yeah, Those are I very mean, different. They are very different. You know, I think that one of the things that I think for me personally that, you know, I mean, I thought the similarity, you know, with uh, fitness, you are open seven days a week as well. It's a different kind of seven days a week when it's food and bath. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and the hours are our pure bar is open from 530 in the morning to our last class is 750 at night. You know, juice bar is open from seven to seven. It's just a different kind of operational structure. You know, it's it's definitely um, I thought I was getting phone calls at four o'clock in the morning and 11 o'clock at night. It's completely different now. Um but yeah, it's definitely different challenges. Uh, that's been the exciting part for me, though. You know, it's kind of revved up my energy. It's I love a challenge. I love taking on something new, figuring out, you know, some things apply and some definitely don't. Of course you know? not. And that holds true in any business. For in, sure. in corporate America, in the franchise world, entrepreneur world. Uh, well, what's nice is, is to your point, you're a builder and uh, you can get passionate about it and really, uh, you know, it's fun when... I often tell people it's very different when you're working for yourself versus working for someone else because that work that you're putting in and those hours and time that you're putting in, uh, when you're building something for yourself, it, it just has a completely different feeling. It totally does. It totally does. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just kind of in closing, you know, I, I, you know, there's a question here about Pure Bar franchise growth from one studio to nine. What was that experience like? Exhausting. <laughs> no, it was it was fantastic. I mean, the thing with that is it's 
it's the same model. You know, you're basically, you know, the first few were a little rough. You're figuring out what works and what doesn't. But after you've kind of figured that out, the logistics of it were easy. You know, I mean, I had my spreadsheet of what we needed to buy. We made that Ikea run, you know. Um, it's, to Renee's point, it's the staffing that becomes the issue. But you kind of, you kind of get in that groove, you know. You kind of, I mean, I, I hate to say it, you kind of, you you find your footing, you find that stride, and you can kind of just bang it out. You know, mm-hmm. you find what works. Um, you know, what the one thing that was really surprising to me that is kind of awesome is our studios. You know, um, geographically ranged from Peachtree City to Snellville to you know Inman Park in town to Roswell and Cumming, and what we found is they are very different communities. I mean, mm. you would. You would expect that, but you'd think as a business and with a business model that things, certain things like staffing and, you know, just certain best practices that you have would fit and they just don't, you know, the, the communities are very different. You need to find women to work for you in those communities that are very reflective of that. Um, and the issues that come up are just, it's it's a little mind blowing to think you know what can be an issue at one studio that totally is not an issue at another right. one. Wow, yeah. you just brought up a really good point there that um, any future business owner has to take into consideration. That's the community that they're actually in, for sure. Because you can have a let's just say you know a similar uh, you know business concept, business model, but ultimately you have to adapt to the community you're in uh, for marketing purposes, hiring purposes. Your customer bases, for so, sure. Yeah, it's very community driven. Yeah, mm. for sure. And that's that's the one thing we learned. Um, we've hired managers for our studios, and uh, it is a requirement that they are from that community. Understood. So, uh, our listeners today. And by the way, I really appreciate everyone's transparency because, uh, I, again, franchise ownership it, it's work, and uh, it's very rewarding. But it is it is work. And uh, and so that's, uh, you know, I, I think that it, I just love the realities here of, of our show today. Uh, for our listeners, how would someone go about getting in touch with you? Um, email is best. My email is suzyk at ilovejuicebar.com, and it's S-U-S-I-E-K. Good point. Yes, I know there's multiple ways to spell that. Um, so, yeah, email me. I am happy to answer any and all questions, give advice, feedback, whatever. As Renee said, I love talking about it. You know, I think um, we're a community itself. You're here to help others. Um, I'm always looking to learn from others as well. So Absolutely. Yeah. Website? Um, I love juicebar.com. Yes, for that. And purebar.com if you're interested in that, too. Wonderful. Well, thank you. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me. And uh, really appreciate all the great insight you just provided. Thanks. Uh, two quick questions. Uh, when you said you drank the Kool-Aid, it was sugar-free. I mean, right? <laughs> of course, all natural. <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously. So um, this is our first studio for the Buckhead uh, location for uh, Pro Business Channel. So could you help us launch eight new studios? Uh, how long would that take you? Oh, for sure. Uh, I'm going to say let's go with a year. <laughs> oh, I was thinking by uh, end, end of the end of uh, this year. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, there we go. That, okay, yeah. I have tons. By of New Year's, time. yeah, let's we'll have it. eight new studios. Yeah. yeah. You pick the cities, we'll make it happen, yeah. Okay, great, great. <laughs> yeah, thanks for travel. being on uh, the show. It was awesome. Thank Pleasure you. having you here. Thanks. Glad to be here. And we have another guest uh, joining us in the studio. Just reminding our listeners, once again, you're listening to uh, Franchise Business Radio with your host, uh, Pam Curie, and uh, on the Pro Business Channel. And uh, now joining us in the studio, we have um, uh, 
uh, Don uh, Brown. Well, that's what it, that's who I was going to say. <laughs> you just read my mind or something, right? <laughs> so Don Brown, she's the regional manager um, with uh, Remax. Is it Remax? Uh, what's the official title? Remax Services or um, Remax Regional Services. Okay, yeah, I knew there was something beyond just a Remax, but you're a Georgia native, over 25 years real estate uh, sales and consulting experience. Uh, you've worked with several uh, international real estate. I definitely want to talk to you about that. We do international business radio here up on our board, so um, be interested to hear about what countries um, you have uh, and how many languages. Do you how many copies of Rosetta Stone do you have? I speak South Georgian. Okay, <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. We'll get along just fine then, yeah. Uh, all right. And then, but also in addition to that, um, you've uh, helped branding um, and growing new existing offices and increasing the market share. You handle uh, markets in Georgia as well as uh, Tennessee. So, welcome to Franchise Business Radio. Thank you. Thank you for having me today. Absolutely. Welcome, Don. You know, I know, of course, Remax is a is a very well known brand name, and uh, yet let's just kind of kick it off though, because we all think we know who Remax is, but I think we should hear from you. Tell me about Remax Regional Services. Sure, we actually are a privately held region under Remax's international corporation. So we serve the areas or the states of Ohio, Tennessee, Georgia, and Kentucky. And basically, okay. because we are privately held, we're able to enhance what our LLC is offering on an international basis. Oh, interesting. It's to now, more of our local markets. It's, it's kind of like she was saying with tailoring it to your local markets. The local culture becomes very important. Yeah, and, uh, you know, and so I, that you just educated me. Uh, so you're very state-specific. We are. Okay. We are. For things. And what are the requirements and costs if someone wanted to consider becoming a franchise? Again, it depends on your market. We look at your market as far as population. So it can range from $10,000 up to about 25000 for your initial franchise fee. After that, we're looking for you to have a certain amount of uh, liquidity, of course, about $50,000. Mm-hmm. And then um, additionally, we're looking for a net worth of probably over about a hundred. Okay. So now when I think of Remax, we see a lot of different signs out there sure. you know uh and we're not going to name them of course <laughs> right <laughs> right <laughs> but so what, what is the competitive advantage for remax you know i was with um different franchises in the past um and worked for their parent companies on an international basis um and with over a hundred thousand agents here at remax and over 40 years of expertise probably the best people to answer that are agents that are our agents so we went out recently to 200 of our top agents and we said what are the five top advantages that you see from being with remax and the first one they said was brand recognition and name recognition Mm. the second one was reputation credibility third was professionalism um the quality of the agents that are with us. We actually have such a higher per agent transaction um, than, than most of any brands. Um, and then the agent development was another big issue with them. The fifth thing was the events that we hold mm-hmm. nationally um, and locally. Agent development. Yes. All right. We've kind of been touching on this topic of training and support, which obviously is near and dear to my personal heart. Uh, Talk to us a little bit about that. What kind of training do you provide? Sure. And uh, kind of to address Renee's issue earlier, I hope that when people come into our brand that we do try very hard to set that expectation, a realistic expectation of, of what you're getting when you buy into, into a franchise. 
Um, for our agents and brokers, we offer different training. Um, we like to say it's on demand. You can attend live classes. You can attend webinars. You can attend recorded webinars. We like to be available when you're available. And those range from a variety of topics, whether you're looking for the latest in technology, uh, you're looking for some other marketing ideas, really A to Z uh, for our agents. On the broker side, um, we offer business consulting, which, which we also offer our agents. But on the broker side, of course, it's a very different, much more detailed process, um, and just really how to grow your business. We feel like we have something called broker first. We like to put our brokers first. And in that, we say that if we can lead, manage, and coach our franchisees, which are our broker owners, then they can lead, manage, and coach their agents. I was just going to ask you, just so we're all singing from the same hymn book, as they say, <laughs> uh, explain, explain the difference. What, define what an agent is and what a broker is. Certainly. Agents are licensed salespeople in any of the states that we cover. And you do have to hold a specific license to sell real estate. Brokers have a different license. They are actually responsible for the agents under their license. Mm. And many of our owners are brokers. We do have some owners, again, as Renee was saying, that are, that are not brokers, that are business owners that hire brokers to run their companies. That makes sense. That makes sense. Sure. And are there, I guess as a broker, um, are you given a specific territory that you are responsible for? Not specifically. Okay. Um, one of our big things is we want to grow the brand. Mm -hmm. The more market share, obviously, the better for everyone. And that, that also makes sense regarding your training and support because uh, if you're focused on the broker, there's a trickle-down effect with their agents. Absolutely. Absolutely. Understood. Uh, and just what kind of support is offered? That sort of goes into – initially you got your training. I'm sure there's ongoing training and – I, what you're offering, by the way, I refer to as a self-paced environment. Right. Really giving the brokers and the agents a lot of flexibility uh, for when they're able to receive their training as well as, um, you know, a self-paced, you know, it going really at their own is. pace. Mm -hmm. It really is. And it's available at kind of, I call it whatever level you're at. For some of our um, senior agents, <laughs> they might want a, a starter technology class. But for a lot of the millennials that we're getting into the business right now, they come in with a with a really handle on technology, and their starter technology classes is up a little bit, a different higher level. Mm -hmm. So we're able to offer whatever level that our agents are looking for. But to address your question of support, um, for the agents, we look to the broker to be their support. So we like to support the broker in that way. For the broker, though, for the broker owner, we do offer consulting. We have regional managers that have a group of of offices that they're responsible for. And um, those offices, they they work with just really one-on-one -on -one to grow their company, whether it's by what we call, whether it's by market share or mm -hmm. what we call GCI, which is gross commission income. Okay. Or number of agents, which is always a good way to grow. Recruiting is key <laughs> with us. Um, so we just work with them on whatever is their focus in their office in their town. So what are your target markets? Our target markets, we would love to have more offices and more agents in Atlanta, of course. Um, right now, we're looking specifically to grow really in Cobb, Swanee. Renee and I were talking earlier about Smyrna. Um, Dawsonville, the Lawrenceville and Milton area. Um, those are more of the Atlanta, Atlanta markets that we're looking at right now. And there's a lot of growth going on across the board. There really is. And there are a lot of markets that are available. So absolutely. So I, I mean, and this is just more of a, a general industry question. Um, are you feeling like there's just been a 
great shift uh, with real estate. Obviously, all of us were impacted 2008, 2009. Sure. Uh, how, how are you feeling about where things are going today? Of course, we can definitely see an uptick, a big uptick. Certain markets are outperforming other markets as some are coming back quicker than others. Right now, one of our hottest markets, uh, not just for us, but just nationally, is Nashville. Mm. Brentwood, Tennessee, Franklin, Tennessee, just absolutely booming right now. I can see that. Um, and just really pockets are just really, really growing. But we're seeing definitely an increase overall. One of the biggest things we were looking at numbers recently was we are really back to where we were before um, the real estate change. So we were looking at comparing this year to date number, these year to date numbers with 2006. And we're outperforming that year drastically in almost every category, mm, which is great. huge. Yeah, that's that's the direction you want to be moving. Absolutely. <laughs> We're excited. We're excited. So, Don, uh, if someone wanted to get in touch with you, how would they go about doing that? Absolutely. You can check out our um, website, of course, FranchiseRemax.com. We're all over Twitter, all over um, Facebook. Uh, Twitter is Franchise Remax. Facebook, we're at Joined Remax. Um, and we'd love to talk to you, you know, if, we, if we'd like to, to get with you. If you want to be confidential, we can certainly arrange that as well. Thank you. And um, did you want to hand out your phone number? You can check us out <laughs> online, and it will direct uh, you to the right people. There How about you that? go. Very smart answer. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks to everyone for being in the show. Rich? Absolutely. Yeah. Rich uh, Casanova here, producer for uh, Franchise Business Radio. And uh, we have a couple, couple more minutes. Sure um, if time permits, I have a couple of follow-up questions for our guests, but... Um, but I do actually want to come back to uh, to Franchise Intellect and just remind our listeners, um, let let folks know how to get in touch with you, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, in order to get in touch with me, the easiest way is obviously a phone call, 847-970-8765. Again, that's 847-970-8765. Don't let that 847 area code scare you away. I am local and Anywhere here in, in Atlanta, the country, yeah. right? That's the way things roll today, anywhere Absol in the country. Absolutely. And uh, also mention, website. Yeah, website. And then um, and just kind of uh, recap the purpose of you know, this show and then also your services of, uh, so if someone listening to the show says, wow, these are great subject matter experts, great topics. I want to reach out to, uh, to Pam and find out how they can kind of, uh, dip their toe in the water in the franchise business. Yeah. First, let me give you my website. It's www.franintellect.com. I-N-T-E-L-L-E-C-T. So www.franintellect.com. Uh, and as far as the show goes yeah. and, and my services, as I mentioned earlier, really it's a platform to really bring together franchise professionals uh, and resources to connect, educate, and collaborate to serve the franchise community and specifically for individuals who are considering franchise business ownership. Absolutely. And that kind of leads into what I do and my services. I yeah. am a franchise advisor, and I really uh, assist and help individuals who are considering franchise ownership and help them navigate that process of finding a franchise that matches with the criteria that they're looking for. You're almost kind of like a business broker or matchmaker. And, um, Absolutely. And m many people may not know, but your services are... Uh 
complimentary or your uh, a- advice, all your years of, of education. Thank you for the plug. Right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, we've known each other for a while and sure. uh, networking and so forth and obviously being here in the studio. And so uh, I didn't realize initially, and I don't think maybe the average civilian might think, but you know, if you're looking at a franchise, I've owned a franchise in the past and mm-hmm. it's just, you know, if you're thinking about it, you just kind of like a little bit of stab in the dark, you know, and Absolutely. it's like maybe you go to a um, uh, the franchise book or whatever and you just start flipping through pages. And um, whereas you... you, you expound on this a little for just a moment, but you kind of sit down with someone and what's kind of the protocol of uh, say, mm-hmm. Pam, I'm thinking about a franchise. What's kind of the, what's on the short list of conversation? Well, first, first you hit on a really good point and that is that uh, it can be very overwhelming. Yeah. You can start looking online and it's like the wild, wild west. Yeah, right. You have over 3,000 concepts, over 75 different industry wow. franchise categories that are out there. Uh, and so to work with a consultant like myself, it allows us to sit down uh, process is is really to walk through some key key questions let's really identify your criteria because initially what your vision is of what you want in a business may not be the realities of what you're looking for right. so to really have some deep discussions around that the pros as well as the cons of franchising yep. we then establish a a personal professional profile. And based upon that profile, it allows me to then go do some deep research and hopefully identify a couple of businesses that you want to consider. Now, the due diligence still comes from the individual and I navigate you through that due diligence and try to be that business coach for you and hopefully help you be effective in that due diligence before signing off on that franchise agreement. And kind of just figure out what what floats your boat or what's in your criteria as far as uh, uh, types of industries or your lifestyle or what, what's a good fit. And again, 75 different industries, you know, you, the average person would probably just name three or four mm-hmm. types of uh, different franchises in there. Um, so I mean, it, it absolutely behooves a listener um, listening to our live streaming or a podcast to say, reach out to Pam and then a phone call and a cup of coffee or a, a online conversation LinkedIn or what have you. And, um, I mean, uh, yeah, take the first step. It's, uh, you know, there's to your point, it is complimentary to anyone who is considering how I'm compensated is by the franchise. Yeah. Cause you're paid once it's like a a finder's fee, right? So once they uh, identify, uh, okay, I'm going to buy into this franchise. It's like you've made that connection, and so it makes sense for the franchise or to pay that. Yeah, it's a, it's really a win-win business yeah. model for everybody. It's a it's a win for the franchisor because that means they don't have to have so many in-house. You do the vetting process for them, right? Almost, right? Exactly. Yeah. They don't have to have that in-house, which saves them money. Oh, yeah. It's a win for the individual that's considering ownership because. I represent over 400 plus franchise wow. brands and that way we can whittle down what's going to make sense for that individual uh, based upon what they're looking for. Lifestyle being a very important <laughs> consideration. Oh, yeah. And uh, and then not only that, but it, it works well for me because obviously I'm being properly compensated for being that business matchmaker. Absolutely. So um, <clears throat> we do have about five more minutes uh, in the show. So we want to... Um, uh, like I said, I have a couple of questions. We want to just remind our listeners, and maybe uh, as we ask a question uh, for our guest, just uh, reiterate your uh, point of contact and any other points you want to uh, elaborate on as well. But for uh, Renee, um, just from a listener perspective, a co- as a consumer, a couple of questions. Uh, so where, is, where are you all located? Um, we are located on Roswell Road inside the perimeter near Chastain Park. Okay. Um, literally just about five minutes from the studio. Oh, right. Nice. Well, what's it like a landmark or um, uh, 
I think the biggest down. landmark would be Chastain Park itself. Um, if okay. you're over <clears throat> near Chastain, uh, Roswell Road, we're across the street from Kroger Fountain Oaks. Um, we're in the Food 101 Shopping oh, Center. Okay, yeah, That's also a big landmark. Yeah, if yeah. you've gone over 285, you've gone too far. Okay. But we do serve the Buckhead Sandy Springs market. Yeah. There, you know, it's right there on the border of both of those neighborhoods. Yeah, because obviously we're live streaming uh, around the country, around the world, and on our podcast. But for the local Atlantans, uh, it's good to know uh, the location. And um, what's kind of some, some price points or maybe what's your most popular services? Uh, our two most popular services is the club cut. That's our famous haircut. It's a half hour service always. It's uh, a consultation. We do the haircut. We uh, have a hot towel. We do a shampoo, a shampoo massage. We blow dry and style the hair. So when you leave, you look amazing and you're ready to go. Guaranteed, yeah. Guaranteed. We're in Aveda (laughs) men's salon, so we carry all of the Aveda line for men. Fantastic, all-natural products. Just really can't be beat. But... We also, in addition to that, carry four other shave lines. Okay. And the reason for that is you're not going to come in and just have a shave with any sort of shaving cream that we just have because maybe it's the most cost-effective. Right. Uh, what we're doing is we're customizing the shave for you. We're going to choose that product that's good for your individual skin or your individual facial hair. So that's important. Um, we also have the shave service. It's called the uh, Seven Step Signature Shave. Oh, really? But we actually changed it a bit. It's really nine <laughs> steps. <laughs> Added a little extra secret sauce we in did. there. We yeah. did. We have a little secret sauce. We've enhanced it. So it's an amazing service. Um, we use the Gillette Five Blade, and you get to take that razor blade home with you. Oh, really? Which, if you're buying those Gillette blades, you'll know they're about four. 450 each you can bring that home because what else are we going to do with it obviously we're just going to throw it out so that's a benefit nice and then we also do the straight razor shave as i mentioned for a slight upcharge so really great services um and when it comes to the club cut, if you're a guest of ours, we do um, a neck trim as part of the service. And if you're a regular guest, you get one free neck trim in between appointments just to keep nice. you looking sharp. So I can just buzz by and get my neck trim or whatever, Exactly. Right? <laughs> you know, sometimes, <laughs> you're, studio, yeah. sometimes you're in between Sorry. haircuts, but you want to look amazing and we'll just yeah, yeah. clean you up free of charge. Look amazing for the radio. Yeah, <laughs> people do. Right. I do need I to look amazing for the radio. Or uh, um, a hot date. And, and, yeah, there you go. Nice. That's even better. What up me? Yeah. Uh, um, so, and you may, you can pass or play on pricing. I'm just kind of curious because the price is subject to change or whatever. But I don't know if there's an expectation of like a high end, a low end. As uh, well, where our, you, where our you club cut, which is our signature haircut, that's $30. Okay. Our shave is also at 30 But if okay. you combine the two, which gentlemen often do, yeah. we call that the gentleman's choice. Nice. You save $6, so it's 54 Nice, nice. And um, I mean, it's just like nothing like that complete attention to detail that you're not getting at the quick uh, drive-through haircut service, right? No, absolutely right? not. And what's really great... That's my new invention of franchise. I'm going to do drive-through dry, through 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 haircuts. <laughs> Sometimes you feel that way. It's like, did you... Did you, could, would you? No, it's not going to be a 15-minute service yeah, yeah, or nice. less. Um, but what is really neat also is that our sinks are at the individual stations. And so instead of traipsing through the salon, which we kind of call the walk of shame, you're just right there at the individual station. So it's really this the self-enclosed bubble of, of service. Okay. And then... Uh, Finally, uh, you mentioned you have a multi-unit uh, license, right? Correct. But not looking to expand. Is that part of an exit strategy, or are you looking for somebody to kind of partner and buy into that? Or, I mean, you're only a year and a half or two years into it. You may not have that uh, the thought as far as that multi-unit, or you just, you just want to kind of capture the 
the uh, the real estate? Uh, well, the idea, it's not an exit strategy, first of all. The idea was to open them quickly, you know, okay. open a lot quickly. But because we have realized that it is taking a lot more time and because we are perfectionists, again, you know, you could do that, right, yeah. but we're not yeah. going to do that. So we're just going to take our time and see if another one makes sense and when yeah. it makes sense. Okay. And if it does and it comes to fruition, then we'll leave then. At, at, at that juncture. And I, I already said final question, but I did have one other note about um, your rank number six. Uh, what's the, who are the other five as far as, uh, how long have they been around or what's, you know, h- how far are you to jump into the top five? Is that a big stretch? You're only less than two years into it. I think that it's very possible yeah. to take that leap. Um, and for a variety of reasons, uh, one store that we're looking at right now is Carlsbad, California. Okay. They've recently opened and they're shooting up in the rankings. Oh, okay. So although I'm happy for them, I, I've got my eye on well, No, them. you have that competitive <laughs> spirit. I can see that. Whatever. Yeah, that's, that's one part of a, yeah. of a team kind of a, yeah. a camaraderie, right? Uh, they are shooting up in the rankings. But no, obviously, you always want everyone to be successful. But, um, you know, I am, I am really thrilled with the performance of our store, you know, having been in the top 10 pretty much since we opened. Yeah. All right. That concludes my line of questioning um, uh, for Renee here. Just remind our listeners again uh, how they would find out about your, your Facebook page, I think you said. Is Facebook's it? great. You can also, there's a link on our Facebook page to book appointments. Okay. So that's oh. Roosters, Buckhead, Sandy Springs. We have an app out there now. You can find on the app store. That's Roosters. Um, another way to find us is roostersmgc.com. You can also book appointments online that way. Online booking is really, really popular. Yeah. All right. So uh, thanks again on being on the show. And uh, if you don't mind, a quick question um, uh, for Dawn as well. Um, you mentioned uh, owner versus broker, but some folks actually own the entire franchise and they're not even involved in the real estate transactions, right? That's true. We do have some owners that are investors. Wow. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but as far as the people that then buy in as a broker or real estate, or typically most of them have real estate background prior to or? Yes, I would say most of them do. Yeah. Although we would love to talk to attorneys, Renee. <clears throat> uh, we're we, you know we're certainly open to anybody, but yeah, a lot of them do have real estate background. Well, if you're looking for attorneys, come Tuesday morning. We got Atlanta legal experts. That's it. I whole, <laughs> it's a whole room full of attorneys. Um, and then finally, the the uh, international. What uh, what countries did you uh, work in or in the past? Uh, or deal with? Um, as a director of operations for another brand, yeah, yeah. we were in various countries, but our stronghold with that particular brand was Canada. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then finally, you mentioned 100,000 agents? We do. We have Remax? over 100,000 agents, yes. I had no idea. I mean, um, where's the concentration of those? Is it... Uh, I like to look at the ones in the southeast. Yeah, exactly, personally, yeah. <laughs> you don't even re- recognize the other ones exist, right? Yeah, good call. Exactly. Actually, our headquarters is in Denver, so of Uh-oh. course we're strong in that area. Yeah, in the west the coast, certainly. Yeah, certainly. But we're again looking to grow. And let me piggyback on. She mentioned sure. the, the the mobile app. We have a great mobile app that I would really encourage your listeners to just take a look at. If you're just driving around, even as a consumer, and you're just saying, hey, let me see what's available in the area, you can click on our mobile app, and it actually pulls up the homes that are available where mm. physically where you are right then. Gives, if you're looking in an area, it gives you drive time, just some really great information. That's great. That concludes my line Gosh, of questioning. Yeah. Wow, great <laughs> questions, though. And, and I, I just want to say thank you so much to all of our guests. I mean, wealth of information and insight. And uh, this is a show that we do once a month. Uh, so if you know of anybody else, again, the purpose of the show is to bring franchise professionals and resources together. So, uh, and actually, Rich, I'll, I'll, I'll 
just kind of curious, obviously we have a pro-business channel, mm-hmm. and for anyone that is looking to be on the show, they simply would just go to your site or to my site, yep, yep. and we have an online scheduling. Uh, we're all automated these days, yeah, yeah. right? Uh, so you could simply go to www.franintellect.com, and you will see that you can access the online scheduler, which will allow you to... Uh, schedule yourself to be a guest on a future franchise business radio show. Absolutely. And you have the domain name Franchise Business uh, Radio. They go there, and like you said, you can send, submit a uh, nominate a guest or submit yourself as a guest request. And um, love to have you in the studio. Absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely. Another episode of Franchise Business Radio. How to show up with Coca Cola Energy. You're tired and you're thinking of canceling on your friends. Don't do it! Every time you cancel on a friend, a unicorn loses its horn and becomes a regular horse. Do you really want that on your conscience? Instead, grab an ice-cold can of Coca-Cola Energy with delicious Coke taste and reinvigorating energy. Keep the unicorns alive! Show up every day with Coca-Cola Energy. Energy you want, taste you love.